Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss Uncaged Podcast. So today's show, we're going to be talking about a particular topic in a social media platform that is, I would say, very underrated, considering that there are 330 million active users on this platform. And I think that it's one of those platforms that people need to know about, need to know how to use, and it's been around long enough that it should be a little bit more credible. So we're going to be talking with, and I'm going to name her, obviously, she's going to be the Pinterest boss. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm actually excited about this call. I mean, for obvious reasons, it's one of those things like topic wise, you know, I've talked about many different things, but I haven't had an opportunity to really dive into Pinterest as of yet. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. So let's just let's, let's dive into this. Just tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and, and, and kind of like where you are and, and how did you get into becoming a Pinterest specialist? Um, well, my name's Sarah Inkney and I got into it by accident, actually. Um, one of my past clients, who was my first client, uh, I kept telling him he needed to be on Pinterest. Get your podcast on Pinterest. Get your YouTube videos on Pinterest. Get your blog on Pinterest. Just get all your content out there to a new platform. And he's like, well, I don't have time to do it myself. Can you do it for me? I'm like, sure, this will be an experiment, so bear with me. You know, And that's how I got started. And I really enjoyed doing it too. So I just kept, kept up with it and started to build my business around it. Um, I am also a mom of three. I just got married and what else? I, I just love horror movies and music. I used to DJ as a side note. So let's just talk about like your, a little bit about your education. I mean, obviously you have more of, of a marketing background. So, I mean, obviously you're using that today. Like how did, how did you get into marketing to begin with? Well, I was actually going into entrepreneurship when I started my schooling because I wanted to learn more and be able to run my business better. Mm -hmm. um, as I started using Pinterest, I started changing. I'm like, well, marketing's more direct. I can use it better when I'm doing my Pinterest business. And that's how I got into marketing. And I really enjoy it because it's spreading people's messages to new audiences and getting um, their content seen. Hmm. So let's just talk about Pinterest a little bit. I mean, like, like, you know, obviously you're saying that out of all the platforms and you, you know, you went into entrepreneurism and you have a marketing background, like, why did you pick that platform out of all the platforms you could have got into? One, I enjoy it. Two, it's underutilized. I mean, there's 80% women, 20% men. More and more people use it. I started using it to learn how to do social media when I was in direct sales um, before I started going to school. And it just was a powerful platform for me. I've learned a lot. And I got a lot of information and a lot of courses, a lot of freebies, a lot, a lot of how to do things. And so I believe in spreading value and I wanted to help others spread their value along as well. 
Yeah, I think most users don't realize that, you know, Pinterest is more of a search engine. I mean, obviously you put content up there and if you tag it right and you put the right headers and titles and information, then it's a searchable content, much like YouTube forever. So let's talk about that around. Like, how, how do you leverage that? Well, the pins stay in the feed four to six months compared to um, other social media platforms. So, and you're right, it is a search engine so, and as well as a social media platform. So you have to be able to interact with it. They now have comments and likes and things like that they didn't have before. Um, but I love using it just to, oh, I can't even think where I was going. <laughs> I am sorry. I lost my train of thought. Repeat the question. So, I mean, talking about Pinterest is like, why Why did you pick that platform versus all the other platforms that you had an opportunity to use? Well, I found it easier. It's, it's like something that I jam with. Like, it brings me joy to get out there and learn more information. So I want to bring that to other people because there's a lot of people starting businesses that don't know nothing about starting a business and you can find information about starting a business, um, personal development, mindset. I mean, it is endless. Hmm. Plus you can, not only can you get the recipes and crafts and things like that, you get um, tips and tricks on how to use your, how to do things in your business. And now that they're uploading um, idea pins, videos, things like that. It's become much more um, available to other people, I think. Plus, if you go on Google and you search, a lot of times Pinterest pins show up. So why not use it to your advantage? So, I mean, obviously Pinterest is more of a like an image platform. And I would think it competes essentially with maybe TikTok, um, Instagram, and potentially even Twitter to a certain extent. So why would it, but would a user, besides the fact that you're saying that it, 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 you know, Google picks it up, like how else does it benefit a business to use that platform? It benefits the business to use that platform because you're reaching an audience that is different. It's not the same as a regular social media platform because of the search engine. And there's a bigger audience up there for you to find new and potential clients. It's the top of your sales funnel. Just like if you're on other social media, it's the top of your sales funnel. You want to get them into your email address. You want to get them over to your website. You want to get them to your YouTube channel. You want to get them all these different places. And you can do that. You can post links on there. Unlike other social media that you really can't. Like, for example, Instagram, you really can't post a link for somebody to go somewhere where because it's an image-based platform. Whereas Pinterest, you can you got to make those images sharp. You got to make them, you know, stand out and pop so that somebody clicks on it, just like you do on Instagram. But this time you're going to be able to take them to where you want them to go. Hmm. Interesting. So let's talk about you for a minute. Like, I mean, if you could describe yourself just using three to five words, what would those three to five words be? A mom who loves Pinterest. <laughs> Sounds like a, a t-shirt. I mean, do you have that t-shirt made up yet? Not yet. There's gonna be a t-shirt and um I think the other the other t-shirt would put uses Pinterest like a boss. <laughs> very nice, very nice. So I mean, obviously, like 
you're dealing with, with a demographic of probably more so a type personality females or executives, and you're helping them to learn how to utilize this platform and without naming names, like what's the worst case that you've ever dealt with someone that, you know, just didn't get what you were trying to teach them or just didn't, we're not willing to take the time to see the results. Um, I have to say one that she had just started a podcast mm. and she just started her blog and I put her at the lowest package I have because I don't believe in overcharging for things. And after the six month period, she's like, I, I don't want to renew. I, you know, I'm like, okay, that's great. Um, I don't think you gave it enough time because you don't have as much content as other people to get seen, but that's okay. Um, I'm like, it may not be for you. I get it. I had another instance of someone that had great content and a lot of content and they quit after four months hmm. because they didn't give it the time hmm. to get it going. It is a six month to a year platform. It's slow going, but once you get going, it's, you know, the sky's the limit. So you're talking about like, 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 obviously I think you have a magic number in mind. So Obviously, on Facebook, Facebook is a platform that you can post, you know, maybe a couple of times a day. Twitter is a platform that you can post like 100 times a day. No problem. Instagram reels pretty often. Like how often and how frequent does someone post on Pinterest to start seeing results six months down the road? All right. Post five to seven times, five to seven days a week. You have to um, also pin other people's posts, but I post two to three times a day, different pins and they can't be the same link because if you post the same link, it's going to punish you because they think you're spamming. So make sure it's three different posts after four to six months, you can repost the same content again to get it back in the feed. So if you're, you know, running the content, just go back and start at the beginning and put fresh images and fresh descriptions up. And then you get your eyes on your content again. Hmm. It's just like any other platform. You've got to repurpose your content. So, I mean, is it a content that you would say, I mean, obviously you work with podcasters and anyone that understands podcasting, those run on RSS feeds, which is a syndication. Would it be fruitful to then leverage that RSS feed and have that automatically then post in Pinterest for you? Yes. Yes. Um, I would post it to Pinterest as much as you can your episodes especially i know you're up up in numbers you have a lot to post it's not just a simple little amount so i would post two to three podcasts a day for you five days a week i wouldn't um saturday and saturday saturday and sundays i kind of take off from posting to give it a break so that it doesn't think we're spamming it as well mm -hmm. um but post two to three times a day make sure you're po repinning um, five people's other content. Make sure the content fits with what your business is. Don't just post random comments, content, excuse me. I do, however, recommend you put a couple personal boards. Like I had one of my clients post about chickens and rum and dogs and things like that because that's what interests them because people want to get to know you. So when they come to your boards, they want to say, oh, these are real people. They're not just all out to get my business. Mm. You know, this is stuff that we know about that.
So, I mean, I think that, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, based upon the platform, we're talking about social media and there's a collective, a lot of them, right? I mean, ideally, if you're posting content, you want that content to roll into your funnel or to your landing page or into your website. But what you're saying is like right. half the content or majority of your content is going to do that on Pinterest. But then at the same time, you need to share other people's content. When you're sharing other people's content, doesn't that like take that person to their landing page potentially? How does that work? In your yes, mind? It, it works in your favor because people often repin. Even if it's not your content and they're repinning from your board, mm. it counts towards your, your save. And that's part of the metrics of Pinterest. You want clicks and saves and um, followers, which is, it's more difficult with the followers. It's more like monthly views. Mm. You want your monthly views to be high. So you know, there's people to get monthly views, you know, 10K monthly views. You want that on eyes on your content. I think um, that's where social media differs is unless people are exactly following you on your business page or on your personal feed or in your group, those, unless you have those kind of numbers on there, it it's bad. It's not as great as Pinterest. Whereas Pinterest, you're getting 10, you know, that 10K monthly views. But those views, and it can be higher than that. I'm just using that as an example. Um, but those views are often by different people and different audiences every month. It's not the same people that's just following you on, you know, we'll just use Facebook as an example. You sure. get more people in your groups and you add more people, but it's not necessarily that amount. Hmm. You know, you're limited on Facebook on how many friends you can have. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, and I think that's a definite interesting philosophy with Pinterest that makes it unique in, in, in that in that sense, right? Cause, I mean, the, the algorithm is working differently than any other social media platform, which leads me to like the next question. Now, obviously, these are active people that are, like you said, now they have likes, now they have comments. But, you know, in Facebook group, I can say, OK, I know this person or I can see that person and I can do a direct message with them and I can do the same thing on Instagram. Is there anything on that spectrum that I can do with Pinterest to say someone likes a lot of my comments and they've been doing it for a couple of weeks? How do I reach out and communicate with that person directly? You can directly DM them. Um, it, they can or cannot accept your message. It's one of those, those things. But you can directly DM them and maybe send them to your Facebook group. Or send them to your YouTube channel if they like if you notice they're liking a certain amount of content. Say, you know, this is a playlist with the same kind of content that you're you're liking and sharing and stuff like that. So I would say reach out. And the other thing is is you're gonna get them on your email list. So you can reach out that way too. If you notice someone that's clicking a lot on your email, maybe send them a personal email. Say, hey, can I get to know you? Let's get on a virtual coffee. Um, I see you like my content and I want to, you know, maybe share some tips with you. Very cool. Very cool. So, like, I mean, obviously, you've been on this journey for a period of time. You, you were kind of raised in an environment to where marketing and entrepreneurism. But, I mean, ideally, how long have you been on your journey with Pinterest? With Pinterest, I've been on the journey for three years. Um, I've loved working with my clients even the ones that you know say it's not working for them because i believe in spreading their message um i always feel like a connection to whoever i work with and so that i can spread their message i've turned down a couple of people because i couldn't 
connect enough to spread their message and write the content and do the images and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's pretty interesting. So let's just talk about your ideal avatar. I mean, obviously, if you're turning down business, is it more so like the content is something that you don't believe in? Is the content kind of like taboo? Like what made you say no? What made me say no? Well, let's just give an example of a bookkeeper. I don't know jack shit about bookkeeping. (laughs) So for me to write the content for someone would be very difficult. Even reading their um, blog posts or watching their videos, because I do that often with my clients so I can write what I need to write. Um, I just don't connect with it. I connect with people that um, have a magical message, that have like a spiritual message or a great marketing message people like yourself that you know want to help others that aren't just out for themselves and something that i know a little bit about the topic hmm. Hmm. i mean that, that definitely makes sense so let, let's talk about like i mean obviously you're you're putting that out there in, in the ether so i mean obviously you're, you're trying to get the people that are like-minded like yourself just go back in time like what kind of kid were you were you a kid that w- was raised with that philosophy or was that something that you grew into Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, I have to say I was one of those kids that did wanted to be a teacher. So I'm still being a teacher just in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, I never thought about being an entrepreneur. I started that because I wanted to show my kids they could do anything they wanted in life, even start their own business. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a kid, I was I was a nerd. I was into math. I was into science. I wanted to be a science teacher. So marketing just kind of happened. It was over time. It was like, hey, I really enjoy this. Let's keep going with it. Um, But as a kid, I would have never thought that I'd be where I'm at right now. It wasn't in my vision. But I learned to go bigger with my vision, thanks to a couple of the coaches that I've worked with. Um, My mindset sucked as a kid. So I had to reteach myself how to have a great mindset. Pinterest helped with that as well as coaches. Um, so when I started my journey, I was a way different person than I am now. And I believe that through your journey, you have to grow. Mm-hmm. And I've grown into the marketing aspect. I've grown into the mindset aspect because the only way you're going to be a boss is to act like a boss. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Very true. So like let's just take this 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 peel that back a little bit more. If you can go back in time and change let's say you have a five minute period that you can go back to any time in your life lifespan and have an opportunity to talk to your your younger self, my question is when would you go back and what would you say to yourself? I'd go back probably middle school and I'd tell that person that no matter how much you're being bullied, no matter how much you're being put down, that that's not true about yourself. And I tell them to learn how to do a journaling practice with affirmations, gratitude. And then I'd say, you're going for bigger things than teaching. That's not your audience. Your audience is in marketing and you're going to be good at it. Yes, you love teaching. You want to help kids, but you're doing the same thing except you're helping adults. So, I mean, what kind of parents did you have? I mean, did any of your parents or any of your like aunts, uncles or ancestors, were they entrepreneurs or anyone in your family was? Actually, no. Um, I had two family members start businesses after I did. Hmm. Um, They're 
you know, brick and mortar businesses. Um, but they started after I did. It was not in my family. Um, I do have to say, like, some of the things as I did as a kid looking back is entrepreneurship. Like, you know, your lemonade stands, stuff like that. Yeah. We live by like triangle tech here. And I would go at lunchtime and put lemonade and candy bars and chips and they'd come over and buy stuff from us. So I always ha- I had it, just didn't realize I had it in me to keep going bigger. Um, but my family's always been supportive regardless. They haven't been one of those um families that has said oh why are you doing that they're just like is there anything i can do to help um is there any way i can support you so i've been lucky that way um my parents they worked menial jobs not not anything spectacular i don't think they were doing what they loved um they they kind of just let themselves stay in the mediocre life and i don't want to i don't want to do that for me and my kids so i mean you brought up your kids so i mean obviously with that upbringing obviously you're raising your kids a little bit differently like how does that affect your day-to-day life with your kids right now well i make sure to check in with their mindset because i have a 14 year old she just started a new school district and she's not happy about it at all (laughs) she misses her friends and I was like, you're going to have an opportunity to meet new friends and do new things. And she's like, I don't know what I want to do when I'm done. She's like thinking about cosmetology. She's thinking about business. She's thinking about being a YouTuber. And I'm like, why don't you take classes and explore so that you can figure out what you like? Um, my middle one, she wants to go into the workforce. She eventually wants to go to college, but right now she's working. I have an older one that she's student teaching. So each kid is different and I make sure to check in with their mindset because mindset is key for everything. Um, And so often, especially after COVID mindset kind of went down in the gutter for some kids. And I, I want to lift my kids up. I don't want them to see like what I saw was called, you know, a bad kid because I didn't get an A or, you know, some of the things that parents say nastily that they shouldn't say to their kids. And I want my kids to be lifted up and not, you know, put back down. So it seems like you're a big mindset person, right? So obviously we're talking about general mindset. And most people that have like these 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 global mindsets of being positive usually come with some kind of daily routine. So I want to talk about like, what does your morning routines look like? My morning routine at first starts with coffee because I don't function without coffee. (laughs) And then I start with my journaling practice. I write gratitude daily. I write a hundred things I'm grateful for. I write affirmations daily. I also check in with my own mindset Mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, things are bugging me and you need to get it out. So I call it brain dumping session. I just dump everything, whether it's like, you know, I'm having a problem with my business or whatever. And then I go back and change it into a positive because I believe in bursting that negative bu- bubble in my head mm-hmm. where I can change it into a positive. Like, okay, I may not have gotten 10 people into my Pinterest for beginners. Let's revamp and figure out how I could do it better mm-hmm. or how I can market it better. Or is there something I'm not adding as a bonus or whatever that would attract more people? Am I just not speaking to their pain point? So I go and revamp and think about what 
what's going wrong right at the minute and make sure that I know that, hey, this can be changed. You may have an obstacle, but it can be changed. So, I mean, I think I think that, that that's that's hell of important. I mean, obviously, with, with the gratitude journals and like what you're saying, you didn't start off this way. And obviously you found coaches on, on this journey. You found the rite of passage into where now like you're you're you're, you're hell of strong mentally. What books do you remember reading on this journey? Probably books that were recommended by these coaches to kind of help you to get to where you are currently. Um, I mean, oh my God, what's the name of the book? It's by Jen Sotero. It's about the money. It's the money one. Oh my God. Um, um, the bad you know which one I'm talking about. The green one. <laughs> it's the green book. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the green one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about. It's, um, what's, I forgot the name. Something Money Badass. Yeah, it's got money and badass. And I'm trying to think. And it's in my drawer. Um, the other book I read was um oh it's a Don it's Donnie's first book. Donnie Bilvin's first book. I'm trying to think about it. I mean, which was it the one with him s- sitting down on the cover? Yes. And I read that from front to back. I've also read all his other books. Um, I'm a huge supporter, but he's really changed my mindset and helped me figure out that, Hey, I can do what I want. Your vision doesn't have to stay small. You're going to have obstacles. Like I've read his story and, you know, he stayed stuck for a long time and so did I, so I could relate. So I wanted to, I just love his books. Um, There's a couple other books I want to read. One's about creating abundance because I believe you receive in many ways, not just money. Mm-hmm. So you have to open yourself up to receiving, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called Creating Abundance, and I can't think of who it's by. But those are the books I've read so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple other books on my list. I also read a couple of direct sales books when I was in direct sales. So every step along the way, I've read different types of books to help me along in my entrepreneurial journey. So have you ever thought about, I mean, obviously you're, you're a blog writer, you write content for other people. You're always talking about like the effects of, of Pinterest, like the tools and tips of Pinterest, how to use Pinterest. Have you ever thought about maybe self-publishing a book about the mindset of Pinterest? Um, I have thought about it. It is on my vision board. I have a vision board for a podcast and a YouTube channel. So those are all in the works. Um, but I definitely write the mindset of Pinterest because Pinterest is a different mindset compared to other social media. Um, I haven't seen much negativity on there, which you can often see on a lot of social media platforms. I also think it's a different mindset because people are coming in curious and wanting to know, wanting to learn. Whether, whether it's your crafts or recipes or business, it's a place to learn. And it's it's a, you know, learn on your own environment, but you can't get them to other places where you're teaching them directly. So I, I just love that. I've taken courses out there. I've just taken so much information from there that I just enjoy it, but it's definitely something I want to write about that there's, there's more out there than just regular social media, you know, Pinterest for badasses or something like that, you know, it will be a great opportunity for people to learn about Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you haven't started it, I think, you know, if you just kind of go through your blog posts and, and kind of organize them as more so 
like a hierarchy of, of information, like the starting of the journey, kind of where you should be, where you are. And then obviously closing out with like tools and tips and resources. I think it'll definitely be a hell of a fruitful book. And there's no reason why you can't write it right now. Right. I mean, it, it's right. Right. There's no reason I can't write it right now. I was getting my course prepared and I started getting ideas. I have an outline mm -hmm. of things I want to write about. Mm -hmm. um, and I also like to start just a regular mindset journey book because of the journey I took of being stuck. I mean, I was stuck for 20 years. Uh -huh. I, I didn't start my entrepreneurial journey until my late thirties. Uh -huh. So if I could do it, anybody can do it at any age. So let's talk about like the gratitude for a minute. I mean, obviously like the gratitude kind of helped you change your mindset to get to where you are. And obviously Pinterest is really good for like doing mindset and uh, mindset post. Like how does that usually work for an individual that you're working with? Let's say that they don't have any mindset stuff. Do you then start helping them to start projecting what their, their positive mindset is and start using that on Pinterest? Um, I do because I believe that people want to see your journey. So I tell people to talk about their journey. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people that have started entrepreneurial journey has started a mindset journey too, because it's definitely different and you definitely get stuck in places in your, in your business and you need to get unstuck. And the only way to do that is to become positive about it. Like your car breaks down, but you're still positive because you're, you're safe at a gas station, mm -hmm. you know, or it could have been worse. You could have, you know, had an accident because you blew that tire mm. so i try to um show them that you can post about not only your business items but your mindset journey because people want to hear about you yeah, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. So let's continue to that wave, right? The wave of positivity to say you're surfing in into the next phase of your life. Where do you see what you're doing right now with Pinterest 20 years from now? Well. I would love to have a team and sit back and go out and speak about it mm. because I believe this is a different way of marketing your business. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I would like to have a team and be the front person of my business and show other people that they can do this too and get, help them with their mindset that, Hey, just because I'm sitting as a mom at home doesn't mean I have to sit back and just clean. I can do something on my computer for a couple hours a day, mm -hmm. you know, and get out there and make some money. Huh. So I really believe in the entrepreneurial journey. And this is, you know, one way my mindset helped me and the gratitude helped me. The gratitude has been a key because I used to look very things in the negativity. Well, you know, I can't pay this bill, but, you know, so I'd stay stuck in that mindset. I can't pay this bill. Well, okay, let's start writing down how we can solve it. How, you know, what's, what's the pros and cons? What's the, you know, d dive deep into it and then go from there. And I've always found gratitude that, you know, even if say your electric gets shut off, you're not homeless mm -hmm. and it'll come back on as soon as you get the next paycheck you're going to be okay. Hmm. 
So, I mean, with that level of positivity, let's just talk about like your ideal avatar. And obviously you're working in an environment to where, you know, earlier you had said it was like 80% female. And earlier I had mentioned it's like 330 million active users on that mm -hmm. platform. So who ideally in that sector are you working with? I mean, obviously entrepreneurs is, is the top level. Right. Let's dig down a little bit deeper. Well, I, of course, work with more females than males um, because they um, seem to want to take more chances and get out there more. And they tend to write more content, not all of them, because like you have content out the wazoo. Um, but uh, I tend to work with more females because I can relate to their mindset more. Um, I work with people that are, are around my age because they're a little more experienced and not as necessarily as newbie as the younger ones are. Not that I won't work with the young ones, but you know, they're willing to take more chances and not be staying as safe because they want to get out there and be seen. Um, I want somebody that, you know, has been in business for a couple of years that has the content because if you don't have the content, I can't, I can't really work with you. Um, and there's a whole list of content that goes with that. Uh, I, I need somebody that wants to share their message with the world and has a great message, mm -hmm. not somebody that's, you know, money hungry, that it's more about spreading value to the world and having a bigger vision than just yourself. I mean, uh, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I mean, with that spectrum, I mean, obviously what you're doing, there's a lot of systems behind the scenes, like any other social media platform. So that leads me to my next question. I think one of the platforms that I found on your website was was Tailwind. So I want you to kind of just talk about like, you know, how does Tailwind work with what you're doing? And are there any other platforms that you would recommend to kind of help a user with their Pinterest profiles? Um, Tailwind is great. It helps you schedule pins. So it's not you don't have to necessarily stay go on Pinterest daily. You can schedule your pins ahead of time, even repins, because they have what's called Pinterest, I mean Tailwind um, uh, tribes. So they're like groups of pins and they all are in certain areas of topics like business or they even have some with recipes or anything like that. Um, so you want to, you want, like I said, repin other people's stuff so you can get other people's stuff in there. Mm -hmm. You can set up to repin daily how many you want to repin on your, no, I mean, not repin, pin of your content on there. And you can set it up for the week and batch task your Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So even if you wanted to post on the weekends, you could post on the weekends or, you know, whatever days you want to take off, you could take off. It how many pins you want to post, but I don't recommend spamming the repins because they're not looking at repins more. They're looking at more fresh content. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to put as many repins out as you necessarily used to before, before it would be like 20, I say five to 10. Um, it also keeps track of metrics mm -hmm. um, and different metrics than necessarily Pinterest itself. Um, you can also pin your pins to the Tailwind tribe boards to get it in front of another type of audience. Um, so those are great tools. I use Pinterest itself also to publish some of my clients' work. You can schedule up to two weeks in advance. Um, so say you have a blog post 
And you can do this on Tailwind too. A blog post that you have two different images for and two different descriptions. You don't want to post the same link the same day. So I would say wait a week and post it the next week. So that would be a great way to schedule it out. Same with um, Pinterest. I have never, I admit I've never used any other platform. That's the only platform that I recommend because it works so well. And Pinterest doesn't down it in the algorithm as much as other. I think that's definitely interesting. I mean, that's something any social media person or manager has to deal with pretty frequently. Like all the platforms, the algorithms are completely different. Like you can post mm-hmm. similar content on LinkedIn versus Facebook. And for some reason, maybe LinkedIn takes off, but Facebook doesn't or vice versa. But again, once you figure out things that work and systems that are working, stick to them. And, and at least until right. one of them changes. Yes. Um, and the algorithm does change frequently. So you have to keep up with it. So, you know, it's a matter of playing around with your strategy on Pinterest. Mm. So, you know, you notice your pins aren't doing as well as they were doing before. Maybe you need to up your fresh content. Maybe you need to, um, you know, change how many repins you're doing. Mm. Uh, So make sure you're watching your metrics. It's important to watch your metrics on Pinterest. Um, because that tells you how well you're doing and how many people are seeing your content. Uh, Tailwind does a little bit better because it also shows you an engagement rate, how many people are engaging in your posts, you know, staying on it a little bit longer maybe than other people. Um, so I use that, but it's all about strategy and interest. What works for you may not work for me. Mm-hmm. So you have to design each client has a different strategy behind it. And then it all, there's also marketing strategy that goes in. Okay. What, what is their goal for the month? What is, um, you know, whatever, what is their ultimate goal to get people on their email list? Does they get people to subscribe to their podcast? Is it to get people to subscribe to the YouTube? Um, is it to get people on the Patreon? There's different goals for each of my entrepreneurs I work with. So strategy, just like any other platform, is super important. So let's just take that that last word that you said, strategy, right? So let's say I'm, I'm, I'm a new business owner and I'm hearing this particular episode and I'm like, okay, I didn't even think about Pinterest as being a tool that I can still utilize in today's world. Like what words of wisdom would you give to me to kind of then say, okay, you know what? I can do this. I want to move forward and taking your positive motivation side of things. How, how do you instill that in a person to help them move forward? Well, there are Pinterest groups out there. I have a Pinterest group. Um, there's Pinterest groups out there that you can learn from and get advice from. I'm always welcome to open to questions if somebody's starting because I believe, you know, in giving value back um, and teaching people how to use Pinterest instead of just saying, oh, I only manage because not everybody is going to want your services they're going to want to learn to do it on their own until they can't anymore um so i say go out there and look in the groups search pinterest itself because it has a lot of tips about its own information search tailwind blogs um there's pinterest blogs that you can search for more information so there's a lot of information out there to teach you how to use pinterest i recommend connecting with someone that you connect with to learn about Pinterest and groups because each 
each person that does Pinterest is different and has a different audience. So you want to somebody make sure that you're connecting with the right person. Hmm. So, I mean, with that, let's say you are the right person for them and they want to connect with you. How do they find you online and what social media platforms? I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I post to Twitter and I post to Instagram as well as Pinterest. Um, you can find me by email, sassy at sarahnapney.com. You can message me on Facebook. Facebook is open at all times except for right now. Um, or else I get a lot of messages. Uh, I just look for Sarah Anthony Regina. I just got married, so my name changed and I haven't got everything changed over and other areas of my business sample my plat my email address and my website but i say message me you can message me on linkedin um everything goes to my phone and i'm pretty good at responding very cool so let's get into like some bonus questions right um okay if 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 you just say you could spend 24 hours with anyone and that person could be dead or alive and you're getting to spend 24 hours uninterrupted with them, who would it be and why? Marilyn Monroe. Wow. I know it sounds crazy, but you know, she came from a farm town and became a superstar. And I'd love to know what her bumps in the road were mm -hmm. and how um, she decided to do what she wanted to do. And it's not just like, you know, everybody tells her story, but there's, there's more personal thing. And I'd love to know about her mindset on how, you know, acting affected her because I know acting affects everybody differently. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Definitely interesting. So, I mean, that, that kind of leads me to back to your story a little bit. Like, obviously you've had different levels of achievements, different levels of overcoming, different levels of growing in mindset. Which one of those would you deem to be your most significant achievement to date? I'd have to say it's the mindset um, because I was that housewife that sat on that couch and did nothing until so I got divorced. And I was like, what am I going to do? I have three kids. Um, I can't stay in the set of mindset. And that's where I started to grow and learn. I was like, look, this is not working for me. This is not working for my kids. And I don't want my kids to be going through the same life. I don't want, I had just followed my parents into their life. So I wanted to be a different example to show them they could do anything they wanted to do. So definitely, you know, the mindset realm is for me. It just, you know, helped, helped me so greatly and changed my life so greatly that it opened me up to new possibilities. It expanded my mind to be able to receive. Hmm. I think it makes perfect sense why your favorite quote by um, Cheryl Crow is, if it makes you happy, um, it can't be that bad. I mean, obviously you're a living example of that through and through. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I love that quote because for so long I was unhappy okay. and I had to figure out how to make myself happy because the only person who can make yourself happy is you. And the first thing you got to do is love yourself, which is hard for a lot of people. And that starts with your, with your inner thoughts and limited beliefs and stuff like that but the happiness part is so important because if you're not happy mm. you, you got to change something in your life there has to be something that you can do and whether it's starting a tattoo business that you didn't think you could start unless you try you're never gonna know mm. and so that's why i say if it makes you happy it can't be all that bad 
Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. So, I mean, going into closing, I mean, obviously, you deal with a lot of podcasters, so I think you understand podcasting most than than the average person. I'm giving you opportunity to become the host of the Boston Cage podcast. The show is now yours. You're now the host, and you can interview me. Do you have any questions that you would like to ask me? I would love to know how you started your entrepreneurial journey. My entrepreneurial journey started off, I would think, um, my first year in college. It was just kind of like something that I just knew that I wanted for some reason. I was like, I don't want to work for anyone. And, you know, obviously I was only like 18, 19 at the time. And I was, for some reason, I was like, I just don't want to work for someone. I just, I I was kind of like the, the outcast and an outside thinker. And it was just kind of like me always bumping heads with authority. So I kind of started my first company way back in um, 2000. That's awesome. That's awesome. How has mindset, um, affected your journey um and different it's different levels to everything so i mean i think originally it was more of a learning mindset kind of consuming information and how and 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 then not knowing what to do with the information then i became more so okay how do i project this information like that was more the mindset and then i became pretty much like an addicted workaholic to where i was always consuming information and trying to broadcasting information and then you know finally when i had my stroke and i woke up and now i had the opportunity to create a a, a podcast that was the first time where i had the synergy of everything that i was ever doing in one thing to that way i could always stay positive again having opportunity to speak to different people every single day and hearing all these different stories of success and how they've overcame their hurdles no matter how bad my morning may have started off after i do a podcast then my mindset is through the roof yeah, and you'll be excited to talk to different people. Who has been your favorite podcast guest? Wow, man. I, before when people ask that question, I always always say, I mean, I have so many different ones, but I think the most recent one that kind of sets herself apart from everyone else for, for different reasons would have been Wiley Day. And she is a a billionaire that is in the top I think she's number 21 out of the top 100 of um, self-made billionaires in the USA. And I just had an opportunity to interview her last week or the week before. But for me, it was more so her mindset of her being so humble. You would think someone that's a billionaire, there may be some arrogance, there may be some bullheadedness, and she was completely humble. She was ecstatic about her granddaughter being born, like really, really proud of her both sons becoming Ph.D., um, in, in the same series as their, as their dad did as well, too, and went to the same exact school. She was such a people person. It was just utterly ridiculous, but she was also a billionaire at the same time. Yeah, that's great. Um, so if you could go back to one moment in your life, where would you go back to talk to your person? I would go back to middle school and I would, um, talk to, Sags, who is S.A. Grant, one and the same person. That's when I first kind of learned about graffiti and started getting into graffiti. And I was like, I would probably tell myself it's an opportunity for you to really master the craft of marketing, per se, and not realizing that graffiti was marketing back then. It was just an outlet for me. But essentially, I've been a marketer since I was 12, 13 years old and didn't even know it until I was damn near in my 30s. That's awesome. Um if there's one thing you could say to your kids, what would it be to inspire their maybe entrepreneurial journey? Because I believe your kids are in entrepreneurial journeys. Am I right? 
Yeah, they they have highs and lows with that, right? I mean, they're, they're kids, so they they have their lazy spells, and and one of them, you know, she was really big into selling things online, and then unfortunately she wasn't selling things fast enough, so she was like, well, I just want to continue with money, and then she fell into more so the rat race is where she is right now. But you know, eventually I know that she's not going to stay there, and my son, he's just kind of like. He's always been a hustler. He's always gotten in trouble for school for hustling, selling different things at different times, whether it was elementary school or middle school. And then now in high school, he's kind of a, a teenage boy just kind of going through the adolescence. So, But in the back of his mind, and, and I read some of his articles and some papers he wrote for school, I know the entrepreneur is still there and he's been raising it. It's just a matter of him figuring out what he wants to do next. So what I always tell them, and this is a signature thing that I say all the time, like, we don't try, we do. And I say that no matter what it is. And he was like, well, I can't. I'm like, well, again, we don't try, we do. You have to figure out whatever the problem is, find a solution, hire the solution, or make the solution. That's the only way you're going to move right. forward. So, yep. Any other yeah. questions? Those are good ones. No, not that I, that I can think of. And I know you use Pinterest yourself for your Shopify Am I correct? Well, I'm a systems guy. So like I to be honest with you, I have not logged into Pinterest in so long. I just remember when I first started the Boston Case journey and I went through and connected a bunch of the dots. So like my Shopify store connects automatically. I think I may have to kind of update some of my RSS feeds because to your point, I should be posting YouTube videos and podcasts systematically, but I don't know if that's still working or not. So I just need to kind of double check and make sure those connections are still working. Oh, and just don't forget to go in and interact with other people on Pinterest, too. Yeah. Well, now that it has that feature, because when I first started, I don't think it had that feature a few years ago. No, it didn't. It's been recent in the past two years. So I also go interact with other people's posts for my clients just so that they see that they're not just, oh, I'm just clicking and saving. No, Mm -hmm. I'm interacting. This is great information. This is, you know, powerful. Um, Even on quotes, I... I comment on some of the quotes because I found some great quotes on there. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like to your point, I have more than enough content to to populate any platform that I want to. It just be a matter of, I need to do it systematically. So I just need to kind of check my systems to make sure that the feeds are all laying that content out. And to Mm -hmm. your point, then start logging in or have it up on another screen with Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram all running in the background at the same time. So. Well, and I can give you a tip. There's one way to interact with Pinterest when you're going in and commenting. If you're sitting, you know, somewhere and you have extra time, because I don't know about you, like you're sitting at the doctor's office, they don't always call you in right away. That's when I'm usually in there um, commenting, liking, saving, and stuff like that. So it doesn't take that long to do it. You just got to go in and set aside time to do it. Got it. Cool. Fair enough. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking time out your schedule today to be on here. I think you definitely delivered some insight to where Pinterest is kind of so underrated. And to, to your credit, I mean, obviously you see the benefit in it and you see the value and then you're instilling in other people those same benefits and those same values. So I definitely tip my hat off to you. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed this interview. Well, I definitely appreciate you being here. S.A. Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com. 
or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762-233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss on Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.